On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got a chance to chat with Julia Tunstall from A Bar Above. We had such a good conversation all about how uh, they got started, uh, how the pandemic really helped uh, their business. And then we also talked about selling digital products alongside of physical products and all of the incredible things that can happen to your business, your bottom line, to your customers when selling digital products alongside of that. We actually walk through step-by-step how they do it. You guys are not going to want to miss this one. If you are a mid-seven-figure brand and above, listen up. Are you struggling with ads this year? Uh, How about growth in general? What about profitability? Supply chain issues got you down? You are not alone. As a brand owner myself, I totally get this. iOS 14 has ravaged many smaller brands. The good news? Our clients at Upgrowth and the brands that we own have not been touched. Don't get me wrong. We had to fight to figure out how to advertise effectively in a post-surveillance ad world. But we learned some incredible lessons along the way. And we want to share some of those lessons with you. So go to www.upgrowthcommerce.com grow to apply for a free growth plan today so we can show you what is working in a post iOS 14.5 world. Again, that is www.upgrowthcommerce.com grow. Now on to today's episode. Are you an e-commerce founder or marketing leader struggling to get new offers or creative and copy to test fast enough in your ad accounts? Do you feel like your ad campaigns are falling flat and not generating the results that you actually need this year? The pain of not being able to effectively test and optimize your ad campaigns can lead to tons of missed sales and a huge amount of lost revenue, but we've created a solution. Introducing the Viral Offer Bundle from Upgrowth Commerce. For just $99, you're going to receive 10 highly engaging image creatives, 30 scroll-stopping headlines, 30 captivating ad copy variations, and 30 ad descriptions. These powerful tools are going to help you quickly test and optimize your ad campaigns to get the best results possible. Do not miss out on another sale. Visit www.upgrowthcommerce.com slash offer to buy today and then start seeing that relief from your ad campaign pain. Again, that's upgrowthcommerce.com slash offer. Now on to today's episode. Hey guys, Jordan West back with another episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Today I am joined by Julia Tunstall from A Bar Above. Julia, welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, yes, absolutely. So for people who don't know anything about you or A Bar Above, tell us just a little bit about who you are and what you guys do. Yeah, absolutely. So A Bar Above is, well, nowadays it is a barware brand. So what that means is we sell all of the tools that you need to make cocktails. We sell cocktail shakers, cocktail strainers, you know, bitters, bottles, droppers, all that good stuff that you would need if you had a home bar that you and you wanted to make really high-end cocktails. Um, but in addition to that, um, kind of our secret sauce is that we're also really an education company. Um, cool. We spend a lot of time and effort and um, energy on helping teach people to make great cocktails too. Awesome. Awesome. That is, uh, that's wonderful. Uh, definitely a great industry to be in right now. I mean, it seems oh, yeah. as though uh, I can imagine, I didn't look at Google Trends, but I can imagine Google Trends is probably looking pretty good with cocktail making just anecdotally between my friends and like everyone's got a really nice bar cart 
They've all got, yeah. you know, they, they love to make cocktails. Is, are you seeing that uh, in the business as well? We definitely did. I would say, I mean, 2020 COVID, right? Like we were a mm-hmm. hobby. You know, we were one of the sort of things you can do at home that you can't do in bars brands. And so we definitely saw a huge, huge growth that year, but I would argue it's stuck. Um, I feel, and I feel very grateful for that. Like it feels like cocktails have become a thing that a lot of people have, you know, they have a home bar and and that's an option that people have to consider. Whereas in the past, um, not so much, right. It was more of an assumption that you would go to a cocktail bar. And I would argue that this year actually, and even last, we're also seeing a huge, huge growth in the mocktail movement, which I'm very personally excited about because that's not just on a business sense where it obviously opens a huge new market for us, but personally too. Um, Sometimes I don't want to drink alcohol and I still want a yummy cocktail. So I'm very excited about just exploding. Yeah, that's great. You know, it's really cool to actually see in the business world right now, the amount of people who have gone sober as well. Um, It's, it's a massive, massive movement. I know, oh man, I don't even know how many years ago this was now when, um, you know, I used to like, it'd be normal to have a drink, you know, five or six days a week. Right. And, and I really had to look at, at myself and be like, you know, I don't think I want to do that. And so I really cut myself off to, you know, any weekday, I just don't drink. And it's just been a rule of mine for, for ages. That doesn't mean I don't want to have something nice, <laughs> you right, know? So, exactly. so I love that that's a movement, right? That's happening in the, in the mocktail totally. sort of world. I completely agree. And there's a lot of folks out there that don't want to drink and they may not want to tell you why. And that should be okay, right? Totally. Like, And it's so, I think that just the new, the the forever focus on human health and making our bodies healthier. Um, This is a great way to do that. So I'm grateful because, you know, you know, back in the day, it was weird to go into a restaurant and want something vegetarian. Well, I feel like we're kind of in that same movement with bars. It's like, why is it that for you to have something that tastes good, it has to have alcohol in it? That makes no sense. Yeah. Right. Like, why would we enforce that? And, you know, I not that long ago had two kids and, and I was, you know, relegated to sickly sweet mojitos and Shirley temples. And that's not what I really (laughs) wanted to drink. Yeah. And that's kind of the only option, right? Like, especially like when you mm-hmm. go into, yeah, especially at restaurants, let's, let's get into a bit of your business journey. So you guys started as a blog in 2013. Is that right? That is correct. So we actually started as a YouTube channel and I think maybe a month or two later went, Oh shoot, we should probably get a website. Uh, so we started as a YouTube channel in 2013, we really started as an idea in 2005, 2008, something like that. My husband was a craft bartender. My then not husband, um, was a craft bartender who was frustrated. He was trying to learn like really high end mixology techniques, but couldn't figure out how ended up teaching himself by reading books written in the 1900s, like Mm. really going back to the guts of mixology and teaching himself and just kind of thought to himself, hang on a minute. Why is it that I had to do this. This information should be available. So he registered the domain in like 2008, I think. Um, 2011, he married me, which I personally think was one of his best business decisions. Ah, sounds Uh, like a great, just a great decision in general. (laughs) Right, that's what I say. Um, Might be a little biased, but you know. And then in uh, 2012, we bought a house because our landlord didn't want us doing construction in our apartment. And in 2013, I learned WordPress and he built a bar in our dining room. And the rest was kind of history at that point. He started filming videos. I started this 
WordPress thing. Um, and we started, yeah, just, just publishing videos and publishing on you on YouTube. We launched our podcast in 2014, which at the time we were like, Oh my wow. gosh, there's so many podcasts out there. Like why even bother? <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous to say that now. Right. But at the time we were like, Oh, why bother? There's so many, but, um, we actually, that podcast is still live we are on hi- hiatus, but it is still out there in the world. We're, uh, you know, six years in or something. So uh, definitely very, very fun. Um, And so that was really our content business. But um, we ate a lot of ramen, didn't make a lot of money. Um, And the thing that kept happening is we kept getting emails from people who were saying like, hey, okay, this is all great and wonderful, but I need a shaker. (laughs) What Mm. do you recommend? And being bloggers who were starving, I wanted to send people to Amazon because back in the day, Amazon was like 8% commission. It was serious money. And so I wanted to send people to Amazon, but I couldn't because there weren't any shakers on Amazon I could recommend. The only two... The only two Boston shakers on Amazon that actually seemed like they would be possible to recommend had two stars. Oh my gosh. So years and years pass and I'm thinking, oh, somebody has got to solve this problem, right? Like, come on, somebody come along, come along. And they didn't. And so in 2016, we kind of took matters into our own hands. We listened to a whole bunch of podcasts about private labeling and went and found ourselves a factory. And I just, I turned to Chris and I said, tell me, what's your perfect shaker look like? And he just told me his wish list. He said, okay, well, it's got to be like this and it needs to have this and just went through this laundry list. And so I relayed it to the factory and we launched our shaker on Amazon in 2016. Yes, August 2016. And what was the, what was the reason for Amazon first? Because um, I know... You know, a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people go the Amazon route first. Um, Mm -hmm. What was your reasoning there besides uh, instead of going direct consumer first? Um, Because I really didn't want to fulfill boxes Uh, is the real answer. It was FBI. That's what sold me on it. I actually told Chris in 2013, 2012, I said, okay, we can do this business thing, but damn it, we're never, sorry, I should wash my language, but dang it, we're never going to be a physical product because I don't want to be taping up boxes in my garage. And now I've learned never to say never, but that was yeah. really important to us is not packing boxes ourselves. And so that's why we went the F- the Amazon route because they had FBA. Because of FBA. Yeah, that, that <laughs> totally, totally makes sense. So that's 2017 ish that you, you yep. know, start, start selling these. Are you guys continuing to pump content out this entire time? Yes, we were. We had a little bit of a slowdown in 2015, 16, because Chris got, uh, well, we quit our day jobs in 2014. And then Chris got a new consulting position for a couple of years in there where I was still full time on a bar above pumping out content. But Chris, part of the condition of his employment is he wasn't allowed to be on doing YouTube. So oh, we were wow. kind of during that time. I know I was like, you what? What? Well, wow, that's a um, funny, uh, funny part of a contract. I feel like in 2023, there, you'd never... <laughs> Right? No one, they're they're like, you, like, you're not allowed to ask that. <laughs> when it would be like, you're not allowed to not be on YouTube. Like, keep going. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, totally. Uh, but yeah, so that, that kind of slowed us down a little bit during that time. But I was still very much pumping out content during that time. And as you know, that is a lot. That is a yes, yes. As somebody who pumps out a decent amount of content myself, um, it is, uh, I mean, it's a full time job, right? Like, it Absolutely. really is a full time job getting good content out to people. So fast forward to, it was 2018, 2019, you guys decide to go the direct to consumer route as well. Where did that decision come from? Were you just not seeing the the growth that you wanted to on Amazon or, or was there something else in there? 
quite the opposite. Honestly, we were seeing tremendous growth on Amazon. We were also seeing Amazon get more competitive, but we also knew that we had this incredible community that we had built on our own mm. site and kind of felt like, well, it, it doesn't make sense not to. Um, yeah. Obviously, there was also a, a key component of having a 3PL in place, you know, getting the infrastructure behind that. Um, no more pallets loading into our garage and manually shipping them off to FBA. So once we had the infrastructure in place, we launched a WooCommerce store in 2018 um, and actually switched over to Shopify just last year. But um, yeah, so that was the moment where we launched our own brand and we've been kind of fighting for that. Uh, ever since, really, just trying to get a larger and larger proportion of our um, revenue to be coming directly to our own store. But that brand recognition is definitely growing over time. Awesome. You know, before we started recording, we were talking a little bit about digital products. I'd love to know how you sort of marry digital products, because this is something, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, you can't really do on Amazon, like as a bonus or or sell digital products in that same sort of way that you can on your D2C store. Is that right? Or am I just, just not? No, you're right. You can't do it the same way. Um, We're dabbling with some ideas, but here, let me just start from the beginning and I'll get to that and remind me if I don't. Okay. so the, actually, the story begins in 2014, because originally, our plan was, to, well, originally, originally, Chris wanted to launch a DVD box set. And I was like, uh-uh, dude, like, no, we're not, we're not launching a DVD box set. This was 2010 or something. Um, so persuaded him to start this YouTube channel. And we decided, okay, we'll launch a an online training class. And we launched the, what we call, what we now call the Mixology Certification uh, in 2014, um, on our website. And it's literally still for sale to this day. Wow. Um, it is, as far as I know, the only high-end mixology online training on the internet. Um, it, there's there's more and more stuff over the years, so it might be different now, but really, really in-depth training program to really teach that high-end. It's not going to teach you how to make a margarita. Okay. It's going to assume you already know that. It's yep. going to teach you to walk through a grocery store aisle, pick up a few random ingredients, and, and make something really incredible with that. It's cool. like the chef versus uh, the cook. So yeah. this is teaching yeah, yeah, yeah. to be there. So that's what we launched in 2014. And um, that was our only course for a very long time. And then, but we always knew we wanted to kind of build that out as a component. And so we brought somebody onto our team, our staff mixologist in 20, gosh, it must've been 2020, um, really revamped our, our technical solution so that it could be integrated to Shopify and okay. began really pumping out courses. We have three courses live now, another one coming in a couple months, three more coming later this year. And it's been really cool. They've opened up a lot of doors for us that I really never would have, would have expected. Um, and, but really primarily around average order value and margins. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is the great thing that people may not realize is that the margins on a course are a hundred percent. You know, like your gross margin on a course is 100%. Yeah, you got to pay some transaction fees and whatever platform you're delivering it on. But really, I mean, one one of my uh, really good buddies uh, here runs one of the biggest drumming lesson companies, uh, founder of one of the biggest drumming lesson companies in the world. Awesome. And and for them, they can afford to have mass amounts. I mean, I think he's got 130 staff or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. Because there's no cost. Once Once they create it, there's just no cost after that. And it provides a ton of value. So we, you know, I, I'm really looking forward to d- diving in even a little bit more into this because Absolutely. I want I, I want our listeners to start thinking like, hey, how else can I deliver? And don't just deliver digital products just because you want 
uh, you know, better margins, right? That That's not the reason right. to do it. How can right. you provide some value, right, to your customer that they will absolutely love uh, and will make their life better while at the same time upping your average order value and and all of that? <laughs> Absolutely. So I think there's a couple different perspectives here. Um, certainly the financial, and and I'm not going to tell anybody, any listen, any listeners, something they don't know here. Increases your average order value. Yes, absolutely. Right. No cogs. Yes, absolutely. Um, but a few other things to think about is um, this was great for Black Friday because it meant that we didn't have to. Well, we did discount heavily, but we put those discounts on the courses, so we did bundles. So mm. as a result. Um, our COGS was still fantastic for Black Friday, but our customers perceived these bundles as really tremendous discounts. So yeah. it was a, it was really a great improvement in that regard with reducing the need for discounts. It also gives us a tool for customer service. If somebody's like really mad about something, which doesn't happen very often, um, send them a free Bar Basics course, yeah. right? It costs yeah. us nothing and it's a great thing that gives them some goodwill. You don't have to ship anything. You don't have to pay carrier fees. You don't have to do any of that. Um, so that's definitely been a huge benefit as well. Um, but I think I'll, also, pardon? Uh, sorry, I just, I just want to dive in for one sec here. This is how I do interviews is I interrupt all the time. Yeah, totally. Go uh, for it. I, I just love hearing myself talk is, is what it comes down to. No, um, no I, I, I always think about these things uh, you know, that, that I assume other people are thinking about as well. How is delivering digital products on Shopify? Is that something that's like like pretty simple to do? Or do you have to have some kind of integration with your course platform and all of that? What does that look like? That was a mess, if I'm okay. being totally honest with you. It was tricky. Now that we have it figured out, it's fine, but it took us a bit. Um, okay. Because our course platform, I, I think that there are course platforms that integrate natively with Shopify. We don't use one. We use, okay. And this is because of history and other good reasons. But we're on uh, LearnDash on WordPress. So we actually have three different domains. We have our abarabub.com, which is a WordPress blog shop.abarabub.com, which is our Shopify store, and learn.abarabub.com, which is our LMS, our learning management system. Gotcha. And so what we had to do is, um, forgive me, I don't remember the exact names of the plugins, but I can send them to you afterwards. But what we do is we have a, a essentially a code delivery system where we, we allocate unique codes inside our learning management system. Say here's it generate a hundred codes. Okay, great. Yeah. Now drop them in a spreadsheet. Now yeah. uh, we, we use a tool called Pavly, uh, which is essentially Zapier. Yeah. And what it does is anytime somebody buys one of these SKUs, it will send them an email with one of those, one of those uh, codes. Mm. from One of those unique and codes. It, right. And it'll update the column next to it to mark it as used. So it's a little kludgy on the back end. Um, yeah. But now that it's working, it's, it's pretty seamless on the front end. The one thing that does not work and we have not figured out is if somebody buys two. Oh. <laughs> if somebody buys two of them, it's actually a customer service flag. We are we have a different um, you know workflow set up in Pavlo that says, hey, somebody bought two Ah, yeah. go email them. <laughs> <laughs> they flag it to customer service and they and they follow up immediately. So it's not perfect, but it's also not that common. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great, uh, guys. Also, you know, one quick tip uh, out there: if you are on Shopify Plus, I, maybe even on Advanced now, um, you have access to Shopify Flow, which can actually accomplish a lot of this and has. Um, just a mass amount of integrations these days. Flow is just- I did not know that. I'll have to take a look. 
it's just phenomenal. And, and guys, you can go on YouTube and just check out all of these different um, potential flows. They just added uh, OpenAI uh, into um, uh, Flow as well, which is just phenomenal. Nice. You could get you can get ChatGPT to write a you know placeholder product description anytime that you put a product in. Like it's yeah, Flow is Flow is one of those things I feel like just is so underutilized. So check that out if you're thinking about digital products um, and uh, if. We end up doing it at, at our companies. I will uh, let you guys know, and I'll do a podcast episode specifically on how I was able to set it up. So hopefully Absolutely. that'll help. And, and you've definitely, Julia, you've definitely helped me, um, maybe a little bit of a fire underneath me um, to do this for our companies too. So <laughs> Yeah, there's, um, again, I'll, uh, I think it's called Uncanny Owl, if I'm not mistaken. Very odd name. And I think it's called Uncanny Codes. And that yeah. is the app in LearnDash that will let you build one-time use codes. But again, this gotcha. all depends on what LMS you use. Some LMSs integrate natively with Shopify, and you don't have to do any of this stuff. Um, we made a decision not to host our learning management system in Shopify because we just wanted that to be, we wanted the each site to be optimized for their individual uses. Otherwise, as you know, you can just have a gigantic site that doesn't do anything well. Um, yes. So it, obviously, if you had it, if you had your LMS natively in Shopify, then that would be a more streamlined experience too. But that's how we sorted it out. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Um, Julia, I got to ask you, uh, what is working for direct consumer marketing in 2023 and, and last year? What has been actually driving sales right now? So honestly, right now, um, influencer and TikTok are really our big channels. Uh, and I honestly, can imagine uh, mixology on TikTok is is huge. Yeah. Well, it's funny because on the one hand, yes, it really is. But on the other hand, we really struggle because we've had, I mean, we've given up advertising on TikTok because they're all rejected because they promote alcohol. Yeah, totally. Which totally. It's like, we're not selling alcohol. Like uh, even yeah. our non-alcoholic cocktails have the word alcoholic in them. So they get rejected too. It's like, oh yeah. my gosh. So it's kind of ironic, right? Um, but, you know, we found some phenomenal influencer partners that we work with. Um, and we also, um, you know, if you're like, like, imagine you're a tequila brand and you send a sample to an influencer, they're going to use it once or twice. Great. But an influencer that makes cocktails needs a shaker for every single video. Mm. And so we're very fortunate in that we often get a lot of play with those relationships. And so that's been really, really good. But also we have our own TikTok. And frankly, we work our butts off for our own TikTok too. And yeah. we have the, uh, somebody on our team who is just incredible on the marketing side. And she, so everything we post on TikTok, we also post on Reels and uh, YouTube Shorts. And what's interesting is she's found in the metrics that it's never the same video that hits on all three. Uh, yeah, but you totally. Never know, totally but found you that never too. know which one's going to hit, right? So you post yeah. it on all three. But yeah, TikTok's like 30% of our Shopify revenue right now. Um, when uh, I want to say Instagram's about 20. Wow. Wow. Awesome. Uh, that is, that's great to hear. Uh, we actually don't tell it's interesting. I, we don't really talk to a lot of people who are, uh, actually crushing sales on TikTok. You hear a lot of people talking about TikTok and how it's the next big thing and blah, blah, blah. And TikTok advertising is going to hit. Uh, and I mean, I talked to, to a lot of direct consumer uh, owners on LinkedIn and, and, uh, and Twitter. And it's just, it's just a hard game yeah you know it's 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 not yeah. the holy grail as far as as far as what we found in in my little world here i would agree with that and if if we did not have influencer partners i would not be telling you this it wouldn't yeah. be the case 
Um, the reason we know what revenue we get from TikTok is a simple post-purchase survey. You know, the you know yeah. the 2023 attribution is just essentially it seems like a post-purchase survey. Um, yeah. But um, but what we don't know is if those people came from our TikToks or from an influencer TikTok. Yes. So yes. that that I think that obfuscates it a little bit, but also like. I'm still happy with 30%, right? <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Julia, I got to ask you the question I ask everyone that comes on the podcast. What is your secret to scaling? Oh, I think that's, I don't know. So we we started in, in 2020, obviously COVID year. Uh, we had, it was just Chris, myself, and a couple of freelancers. And that year, everything went crazy. And we quickly realized that we had kind of done some deferred maintenance on our company. We outgrew our team, but we didn't fix it for way too long. Mm. And so what I would argue is one of the really important things to do is to just get really like understand when it's time to delegate. Well, I mean, this is easier said than done and get yeah. really great people and then get the heck out of their way. Mm. You know, don't get great people and then tell them how to do everything. Like hire people smarter than you and then hand them the keys. Right. And yeah. I think that's been incredible for me. That's why I'm here instead of in my inbox right now. Um, mm. it, it lets me, it lets me think about bigger things and it lets, you know, Chris focus on product development, whereas previously he was in the weeds. And mm. I mean, I think that's, that's really been the key for us. Awesome. Awesome. I absolutely love that. Uh, Julie, I got three more questions for you. Hope that you're ready. I'm ready. Okay. Uh, first question, favorite tool or app that you're using right now? So I I, uh, I cheated and I definitely listened to your podcast before this. And so I've been thinking about oh, this great. a lot. Um, <laughs> I'm sure everybody does. Um, and I think that for me, it's been Asana. Um, I know Asana is kind of like the old, like the old uh, choice for product, for it's project. It's like, like the lame product project management software, you know? It's like boomer project management, but yeah, here we exactly. are. It's the boomer one. <laughs> I looked it up. I actually did this the other day. I looked it up and I created my first task in Asana in 2013. And back then it was like the new big thing. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like all that there was back then. Like as far as like, like mainstream cloud-based. It's stuff. still also the only tool I know of that will give you flying unicorns when you mark a task complete. So I'm yes. just saying. Yes. I do miss that from using Asana. <laughs> Everybody nowadays has moved to ClickUp and I'm still hanging out here in, uh, you know, Boomer Town. But for me, it's not We're in the middle the on Monday, just so you know. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the middle, the middle ground between Asana and ClickUp. I hear, I'm hearing that one too. Yeah. But I think the key is not what tool you use. It's how you use it. And I think um, for me, uh, Asana, I would call it my second brain, but nowadays it's really my first brain. Um, it's, it's where everything <laughs> is. Um, you know, all data, all um, information, links to SOPs, everything, everything, everything is in Asana. Yeah. And one thing that we've done too is we actually found a training program, not not something we created, but a training program by somebody out there in the universe for how to use Asana. But what's cool. great about it is we make every single person join who joins our team take this training, which means everybody uses it the same way. And wow. so that's yeah. really, really expedited the onboarding process and really helps people get deep into Asana right away when they on, when they join the team. It solves that problem of first week thumb twiddling where, you know, you join oh, yeah. a new company and there's just not enough stuff to delegate yet. So we've got that for them. Um, and uh, it's definitely been really critical for our team. Our entire team is on Asana. Some of our freelancers are on Asana. It's very, very streamlined. That's a great management hack. Guys, uh, that's... Uh... 
Yeah, that's absolutely huge. We have found that with all of our project management softwares that you do all need to be on the same page and speaking the same language. And it's incredibly important and will help your effectiveness and your employees' effectiveness so much. So, so true. Absolutely. Okay, Julia, what's my next question? (laughs) (laughs) I'm cheating. Um, I believe it has something to do with bootstrapping, if I'm not mistaken. No, it does not. I don't ask that question. That is one that I send out, but I don't actually ask. No, next question is favorite podcast or audiobook. Ah, okay. Well, I don't know. I actually did listen to this one as an audiobook. This is old school. Um, it's, It's probably not what a lot of people say, but actually it's Getting Things Done by David Allen. I listened oh, to okay. Getting I know, started. old school. I am a boomer again, right? Um, yep. I listened to this one driving down to uh, undergrad college when I was, gosh, I don't know, 17, and it changed my life. Um, that was really the first time I'd ever heard the concept of basically storing information outside your brain and mm. using you know, don't use your brain as a hard drive, use it for the CPU. And it completely changed my life. Um, mm. And I would definitely, I know it's, I, I don't know, I feel like you could read the, the audiobook or, you know, Cliff's Notes and, and get 99% of the benefit of that book, but it's definitely been huge for me. Awesome. I am going to put that on my list. And guys, just remember, I know I say this every single show, but we take meticulous notes in the show notes. Everything that we've talked about here, if there is a link involved, the link goes down in the show notes. So please go and check those show notes out. There's awesome deals from uh, our sponsors and, and all of that kind of stuff. So please go and check those out. Julia, last question for you. Um, you just got given a year to live. What changes? Oh my goodness. That is a tough one. Um, I would probably just, I'd probably just spend the time with my kids. We just hit the road. I suppose we've been one of the things that we do as a family and we've been doing more of is called house swapping. Um, I don't know if you've heard of this, but tell tell me about this. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's um, I think it's like uh, homeswappers.com or something, but um, you literally just find other families in the world that want to switch houses with you for a little while. And it's been such a cool experience. We've done it uh, in a couple places in California. We did 10 days in Scottsdale last year. We've got two weeks planned in Colorado next summer, uh, Kansas City. Is there, and like monetary exchange or, or you just, no. just, you just swap houses? And, and that is the best part, honestly, because there's no monetary exchange. It's like not taxable income. Like there's nothing, right? And so what- And your house is just going to be sitting there empty anyway. Well, and our problem is we would need to pay a dog sitter. Oh, we would yeah. need to be paying somebody. And here in Southern California, we're looking at $100 a day for a dog sitter. Wow. So for us, it's actually a huge savings. Plus, it's yeah. better for our dogs. They have a whole family to hang out with, right? And so, um, yeah, so I would just book up my whole dang calendar going all over the world with my boys. Oh, my gosh. I have never heard of this before. And I am obsessed. Again, guys, link in the show notes. <laughs> Check uh, it out. There's a huge. There's a huge. Do do Canadians just not know about this or like? No, because I keep getting people reaching out saying that I should come up to Vancouver, and I'm like, oh, I want to, but I've also been to Vancouver. I kind of want to go new places. So anyway, there's a lot of folks up in Canada. Cool. Okay, this is. uh, In your head, you're like, oh man, I got some trips to plan. Totally. We're we're uh, we're Airbnb owners too, so I was like, oh, Oh, I can trade like some of the like. You Bad do, times, so, you know? <laughs> yep, and you can trade. They do have a thing called guest points. So you can rack up guest points and like spend them at other house. Anyway, it's pretty cool. I love it. Julia, <laughs> this was such a fun conversation. I wish I had like, I don't know, 10 more hours and we could chat. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, you can always reach out. We can chat house swapping anytime. (laughs) Yes. Awesome. Uh, Julia, where can people find out more about you and then learn a little bit more about a bar above? I suppose the best place to find uh, me, well, I I should really probably put together a website, but um, probably a barbove.com for the brand. And that about page also has a little bit about me, or you can just Google my name and I'm sure my LinkedIn is up there somewhere. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for your time today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. This is a lot of fun. Awesome. Hey guys, if you're looking to scale your e-commerce brand, you need tips and strategies from people who have actually done it. Stop reading those newsletters written by marketers who have only ever spent founders hard earned money and start reading from the perspective of seven and eight figure founders. That's why we're launching the secrets to scaling newsletter to give you real actionable advice from founders with firsthand experience, get the latest strategies from ad campaigns, budgeting, wholesale partnerships, and so much more sign up for our beta for free at secrets.upgrowthcommerce.com. Hey guys, just wanted to say thanks again so much for listening to the podcast. If I could ask one favor of you, it would be to share this with your other e-commerce store owner friends. Uh, We want uh, everyone in the e-com space uh, to be listening to this podcast and lots of you guys already are and we really, really appreciate that. One last thing before you go as well is we are offering to our podcast listeners a free e-commerce growth plan where we go from strategy to sale with your brand in this e-commerce growth plan. So feel free to go to www.upgrowthcommerce.com slash grow and apply for a free growth plan today. Thank you all again so much for listening.